Hey guys, welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we hear on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday. Today we're talking about Romans 14, and we're going to be talking about the weak brother and the strong brother, how these two people can live in unity in the church together. We're going to be talking about um, obstacles to our faith and how we can be stumbling blocks to other people. And we're going to really get into talking about weed. What? Well, we're going to primarily be talking about alcohol and other things like that, but I'm telling you, you're going to want to see this, all right? We're going to jump in the conversation today with Gary Thompson from our South Campus and Kurt Petersham from the East Campus. It's going to be a good one. So smoke them if you got them. No, not smoke them if you got them. Let's get into the podcast. Gary, Kurt, welcome to the podcast. Trey. Trey, thank you, thank you. What's up, guys? It's not like we were just randomly talking just mm. a few seconds ago. Nope. We just This is the very first time we've begun talking to each other right. today. Yep. I had a quick question, though, as we start into uh, today, Romans 14, and we're going to be talking about the weak and the strong, and uh, if you haven't watched the sermons yet or you weren't at church, make sure you go do that first before you do the after-church podcast, or it will make no sense to do the pre-church podcast before the sermon, so make sure you go do that. Uh, but here's a question <laughs> I have for you. Ready? Okay. Here you go. What what did you do, or what rules did you have growing up that later on in life, or maybe just patterns, things you things you did when you were growing up that you did not know other people didn't do that until you got older and you found out? So I'm, I'll give you an example to get your brain okay, going. Um, whenever those little uh, ketchup packets and condiment packets started coming out at fast food restaurants, mm-hmm. my mom would collect them. And I don't mean like like as a, it wasn't like a knickknacks. It was like we had a we crisper drawer full yeah. of these things. So we never bought ketchup. ketchup and mayonnaise and mustard because, and I didn't know other people didn't do that. Like life I thought, hack, right? That is a life hack. But we had drawers of these things, yeah, you know, in the awesome. refrigerator. And I would go to somebody's house, spend the night, and I, you know, I was like, hey, where are your ketchup packets? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, where are your ketchup packets? To, you know, for the hot yeah. dog. And they were like, no, we have a ketchup bottle. I was like, no, you don't collect a ketchup bag. They were like, no, that's no, funny. you're cheap, man. But anyway, that's I didn't know other people didn't do that. What, what's something maybe for you? Man, Nothing uh, weird like that. Yeah, oh, come on. Trying to think. <laughs> I mean, I, I there was like TV shows my dad didn't let us watch that. Yeah, well, I that's know. something. We couldn't watch like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I I just remember, you know, but like I had friends that watched it and I just always felt like, oh, they must be like heathens at that house. Okay. There you go. Cause I don't know. My dad just didn't want us watching it for whatever reason, you know, not no no knock against anybody's parenting. It's just the way it was. So yeah, that's the only thing I'm thinking about. There was a certain, uh, kind of criteria for TV shows that we, which is probably good. Mm -hmm. Um, that I remember not like we couldn't watch certain things and then I would have friends and I would go to their house and they would watch it and I'd be like, oh my goodness. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe y'all watched this. But then I would watch him like, oh, this is actually really cool. <laughs> you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was. Uh, so anyway, I don't know about any strange Struggling, things. man. Struggling. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, the one thing that comes to my mind, it's going to paint my dad in a bad light. But uh, Well, I got one too. So but he's ahead. passed. So he's <laughs> passed away. So it's okay. Uh, we couldn't we couldn't talk at the dinner table. My dad grew oh, up in wow. a big family. He had 11 brothers and sisters. And so they weren't allowed to talk at the dinner table because it was chaos. His dad just didn't like it. So mm-hmm. he passed that on. So you didn't talk at all. No, he could talk, and so wow. and so. When I tell you this, I would eat as fast as I could because I wanted to get out of there. It's awkward. Yeah, I just, sure. I, so I don't want to sit there and listen. To, you know, especially as I got older. Yeah. And so I would just. And so now I still eat very fast, mm-hmm. and I want to get it from the table as soon as possible. Just, yeah. And so anyway, it's kind of weird, but <laughs> table fellowships at South. <laughs> That's <laughs> it, man. Twelve minutes, and we're out, guys. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. So you go to somebody else's house, they're talking at the table. You're like, guys, what are you doing? But I can tell you, like, for us. You know, we didn't let our kids watch Harry Potter. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. we, we passed yeah. that. You know, we were like, you know, when you said that, I remember yeah. that one time um, Meredith had that. She, they were showing Harry Potter at school, and she had to be removed from the class because <laughs> she knew that we would be oh, wow. we would be upset. And uh, and anyway, I don't know. Just, you just draw these lines, and I don't know. Anyway, yeah. And there's plenty you of You got to do the best you can do yeah, as a parent, yeah, right? But, we're, we're coming off the backside yeah. of Halloween, a lot of. A lot yeah, of right, Christian right. people won't yeah. celebrate Halloween. That's something that's, you know, different. I mean, maybe not different. Maybe it's, I don't know. It is it is different. It's different than what culture Everybody says. has their that? lines, right? right. Everybody yeah. has their yeah. standards, their their rules, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then we have these, like, weird hypocritical things, too. This is funny. Now, I'm going to tell him my dad as well, but he's alive to get on to me later. Um, every, when I was growing up, and we grew up around the church, not really in mm-hmm. the church, just kind of we'd go on holidays. Um, 
And everybody I knew, all my family members, they drank beer. Like that was mm-hmm. a normal mm-hmm. thing to do. It wasn't anything weird. Um, you know, back in the day, you could even, you, you could have a six pack on the, the front, the, the, the seat of your car, right? Like you could do that. Yeah. Probably not a great thing to do, but right. I know that people, plenty of people who did that. But the point is, um, but when we started going to church, you know, they didn't, they didn't, we grew up in a, around a Baptist church and it was like, man, you did not drink alcohol. Right. right? Yeah. So anyway, I guess my parents wanted to, to raise me right in the, in the Baptist ways. And so my dad would have these, uh, static clings that would go around his beer can they would say Coca-Cola. Oh, so it would wrap God. around the can, and it would say Coca-Cola. <laughs> like you would write it on there? No, or no, it was, it was a Coca-Cola. Like a, it was a Coca-Cola clean. Static clean. Yeah, like you could wrap it around the whole thing. If you're, if you're not, <laughs> right. if you're just listening to this thing, I'm wrapping it around the coffee cup right now. <laughs> That's awesome. And so he'd say, uh, hey, Trey, <clears throat> go, get, go, get, go get your daddy another Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew exactly what that meant. I had oh, to go yeah. take that oh, cling yeah. and put it on there yeah, and bring it back funny. to it. Anyway, I yeah. will say, when you did ask the question, what, but the first thing I thought was, like, well, I grew up in a house where my mom and dad didn't drink, really, and I, I was just never around it. Right. Um, for whatever reason. I mean, neither one of them have really, um, my mom never really drank. My dad has never drunk. And so, yeah, I just never was around it. It wasn't even necessarily a rule that we talked about. It was just, I never saw it. I never, mm-hmm. you know, so again, as I grew up, that became very normal for me, where it's like, we, Christians do not drink alcohol, mm-hmm. because clearly my family didn't do that. So that's a terrible thing, you know? So that was something, you know, mm-hmm. as I got into adulthood that I had to wrestle with a little bit of just like, okay, where do I actually stand on some of those things? So that's, you know, yeah. kind of more of an unspoken one, right? but right. just how you grow up really nature nurture and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, we couldn't talk at the dinner table, but my dad could drink some beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, my parents drank yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, they didn't come to faith till later on. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was always part of our uh, family. So anyway, mm-hmm. I never, I had a lot of different thoughts. My my thought on that whole thing has gone all through, mm-hmm. you know, when I first got saved, I thought everything was wrong and bad and, yeah. and then kind of morphed like into some... swing re- a pendulum yeah, way to yeah, one side, yes, probably. Yes. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you obviously, I think the reason I bring it up is sure. because it it will probably come in, up in the conversation yes, today, some of these rules and things that we've grown right. up with and how they came about and then, you know, what do they mean to us today? And in Romans 14, we are talking about the weaker and the stronger in the faith, and if we just just quickly get the context again of, of remind us about um, who the letter was written to, it was written to uh, the Roman church, so house churches spread out in Rome, and it was written to the house churches in Rome consisted of together uh, Jewish Christians, so people who had converted from a you know a strict Judaism, uh, but who now believed in Christ, and then Gentile Christians who were you know pagan is what right. we would say you know they right. came out of other idol, religions, idol worship, right? Yeah. Idol yeah. worship, and these two are now both believing in Christ and trying to figure out how to live and do worship together. Yeah. When a lot of that was was clashing, and we talked about yeah. some of the context too in Romans, uh, the the intro to this series about just the Jewish uh, Christians being driven out of Rome at right. some period under Claud- Claudius, I think it was, and when they came back, the Gentiles had been in you know charge of the church for a while and yeah. things started looking a lot more loose to them and mm-hmm. and relaxed and <laughs> not not uh, sticking to all of the 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 however many commandments in the old testament and the ways to do worship and so anyway yeah. Paul's saying hey you guys got you got to unify you got to find out what brings you together and mm-hmm. what's the main thing so anyway so as we get into this chapter uh there's primarily three discussion questions we're going to we're going to go over and so I'm going to read them right quick now and then as we talk through it we'll we'll answer some of these questions number 1 uh, what are some things that you do, traditions or habits, that have been influenced by your upbringing, which we already started talking about some of that, uh, and have you ever viewed others as maybe less than for doing things differently? Mm-hmm. All right, so are you proud uh, the way you were raised? We'll, we can dig into that in a minute. Now, number two, how, uh, can you be friends with someone who has different convictions than you regarding alcohol or the shows that you watch or the places you shop or the clothes that you wear? Uh, and then if you can be friends with those people that think and see things differently, who yields to whom in that relationship? And then the third uh, question, just at the very end of the chapter, Romans 14, 22, uh, Paul says, so whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. Hmm. So how can you test what is a personal conviction uh, or the lack of a personal mm-hmm. conviction about what is right or wrong and what's necessary or unnecessary? So. Yeah. 
we'll jump into some of those questions as we dig in. Anything you guys want to say before we jump into the chapter? I think it's going to be great. <laughs> I do. I think there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. I think we need to talk about it because yeah. um, I struggle. And I, I've gotten way better. I had a conversation recently with someone who told me that I, I try to make my personal convictions their personal convictions. And when they said it, I knew they were right. And it has opened my eyes to not do this. But I feel like we do this all the yeah, time. for sure. We all have yeah. these personal convictions. Mm-hmm. And they usually start out with, I feel, I believe, I've experienced. And we think those have authority over other people, and they don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my personal conviction is not necessarily the gospel. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And the gospel is the so gospel. I think it's going to be a great conversation. Right. Mm, this yeah. is good. And I love that Paul goes here. He, he just He's so practical you know, yeah. in these chapters. So. You want to jump in? Just want you to read us the first, sure. uh, let's do one through four right quick. All right, he says, accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. One man's faith allows him to eat everything, but another man whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not, and the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. Mm Mm-hmm. And so there it is that if you're a vegetarian, your faith is weak. That's what he said. <laughs> Pretty clear yes. command. Well, well, just right out That's of the... a joke. That's right, a joke. Yes, it was a joke. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> vegans, uh, we, context, we love you. Context. Um, just he, So he's, he's uh, beginning this part of the, the letter towards he's towards the weak. Uh, or I guess he's talking to the strong. He says, except the one whose faith is weak. Um, does, it, does it matter to us who the weak is in this situation? Or, or do you have a who you think it might be or does it I don't know that it matters mm-hmm. um I feel like it's the to me it's the Jewish people mm-hmm. um that the the Gentiles were eating meat sacrificed to idols and it was I could see how it would be a big stumbling you know big issue and everything but I know some people think it's the opposite mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it could go either way that's yeah. kind of what I see and I think he doesn't name them for a right, reason right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you cuz kind of what you were saying, Gary, my convictions, if I'm looking at another person, I'm thinking they're weak right. because they don't hold my conviction. Right, right. And I think that's kind of Paul's point is yeah. just to go mm-hmm. in whatever way um, you see another person's faith as weak, understand that they have a conviction and you have a conviction. And that's the, the yeah. foundation of this right. whole passage right. is just, let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And and so then the language becomes uh, don't judge and don't condemn, right? right. To one group right. he's saying don't condemn the other for doing what they're doing and to yeah. one don't judge them like don't right. yeah. heap some sort of eternal condemnation on these folks because they don't do and man i think about way. how the church has missed this and i'll say myself hmm. man we've missed this we've imposed our personal convictions on people and they've left the church over it mm-hmm. and this this is when i was reading this is so we see people and if they don't have the conviction we have we'll almost write them off. Mm-hmm. You know, you know I, like I'm like, I tell right. people this, I make this joke. Used to church was you came to Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And if you didn't do all those, you weren't a real Christian. That's what we would <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah. We, I remember people saying, go, he doesn't come Sunday night church. It <laughs> like, was like he was yeah. less than, right? <laughs> he was, he was. He just comes he's weak, he's weak man. And I just remember people, and yeah. that was the talk is like, you know, they only come on Sunday morning. I'm like, well, gosh, man. Yeah. You know, so... I think we are bad about that. I think pastors are bad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I know y'all probably want to jump in here, so I'll, I'll come mm-hmm. back later. Yeah, I got nothing to add to that. Yeah, okay, I mean, but you're okay. right <laughs> for sure. Would well, you see the judgment? See yeah. the condemnation? Um, yeah. He makes even the reference to, to slaves being, uh, you know, their their master is the one who who says whether they're doing it right, right or wrong. Right. Not not right. another slave master. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, don't let that language scare you there. But if like we are slaves to Christ, then that's who right, right. That, that's who we're accountable to, not right. to each other. I mean, not uh, as far as judgment goes, not right. to each other. Yeah. Which again, he he is. Uh, I just want us to keep remembering. You know, Paul has Romans six. He made that that argument already that we are that right. We are right. slaves mm-hmm. to righteousness, slaves to Christ first and foremost. So, mm-hmm. um, kind of remember where he gets this. Even this language. This isn't divorced from the rest of Romans. Um, that he's already kind of laid that foundation mm-hmm. for us. And he says there, for God has accepted them. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, who are oh, we? Man. Yeah. Who are we to place and impose our personal conviction on somebody or even a cultural conviction mm-hmm. that's been passed down and say whether a person is in or out mm-hmm. right. or whether the, you know they are less than? Because mm-hmm. if God's accepted them 
and he's accepted me, then we're all the same. We're all, and and it is hard to get there sometimes because we have strong personal convictions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he even gets into the uh, context of worship, uh, which this meat eating might have been even right. part of worship at the time, right. the way in which they did that. Uh, but in verse 5, now he talks about one person considers one day more sacred than another. So mm-hmm. now sacred days, holy days. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convicted in their own mind, which that's a good point, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. y- you need to be convicted in your mind about the days that you celebrate. And not... live according to the conviction that God has given you. Right. right. Yeah. And and so verse 6, whoever regard, regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. Whoever abstains does so to the Lord and give thanks to God. Verse 7, for none of us lives our lives alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, for this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that we might be the Lord, uh, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. And then he says, verse 10, then why do you judge your brother or sister? Why do you treat them with contempt? For we'll all stand before God's judgment seat, and it is written, and he quotes this Old Testament passage. Each of us will give an account to God for actions. Yep. So so stop it. Stop passing judgment on one another. I was about to say, it's not hard (laughs) to see Paul's point here. (laughs) If you live, you live to the Lord, you die, you die to the Lord. You know, it's like, man, just submission, mutual submission Mm -hmm. to the Lord. And man, Gary, just the way you said that, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, we... We get this so backwards sometimes of just we want to we want to be so quick to make my conviction your conviction or or how I feel about a certain thing the way you should feel about it or think about it. And mm-hmm. if you don't, then that breaks fellowship somehow or whatever. Um, but I mean, yeah, Paul is so clear here to me. It's just he, where he says, well, again, each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we get each one should be fully convinced in someone else's mind. You know what I mean? Or whatever. It's right. like that's not right. Where I'm at in my faith, I need to live according to that and mm-hmm. follow the Lord in that and trust God in my sanctification and growing in Him and walking with Him and knowing Him. And so do you. And we should help one another in that and be willing to mm-hmm. even have some difference about opinion on certain issues, mm-hmm. you know, that He's naming here. So, and you know, there are things in Scripture, there are things that Jesus taught, things that Apostle Paul taught, Peter. They are clear. Black right. and white. They yep. are clear. There's some black and, and white. And we there. obey. Yep. We follow. Mm-hmm. We submit, like you say. Mm-hmm. And there's some things that are not clear. Mm-hmm. And in those, there's got to be margin. There's mm-hmm. got to be room for disagreement and acceptance of each other. Right. You know, I grew up in the Christian church, and one of their mottos was, uh, we speak where the Bible speaks, and when the Bible is silent, we are silent. But that's not what happened. Right. <laughs> we speak where the Bible speaks, and where the Bible is silent, we make stuff up. Well, that's, what, that's, what, that's what we happened. strong yeah, That's what happened. And, and that you were held to those, and yeah. just, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm glad that we have shifted away from that somewhat. I think it's still there. Some, there's some undertones of that in the church, um, but I am glad that things have shifted, and I know certainly I have shifted on how I used to think everything was black and white, and I think mm-hmm. there are times where you do, and it's not all black and white, and there is room for disagreement. Mm-hmm. There's room for personal convictions that I don't agree, that I don't have to agree with, and and we can still love each other, yep. and we should, and I should, I should still think just as highly of you, mm-hmm. And I'll tell you a great illustration of this. It's called marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Leslie and I don't have the same convictions on everything. Mm -hmm. And and we still, I accept her and love her. And the same thing ought to be in the church as well. Mm -hmm. And she said she also accepts you and loves you. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Let's speak for Leslie on this one. (laughs) She said you are the weaker brother. She would be correct. Who's the strong here? She would be right. Tara is definitely the strong in ours. And I'm the weak, but she accepts me. It's all good. Well, and so Paul actually, very in verse one, he's addressing what you're saying. He calls them disputable matters in right, the NIV, right. um, opinions in some yeah, other verses. Which is a key versions. phrase, disputable matters. Well, uh, what does NLT yeah. Gary It says say? what they think is right or wrong. Don't yeah. argue with them. It says except believers whose faith is weak. Um, don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. And he says, for instance, uh, one person believes it's right to eat anything, but another believer is sensitive, conscience would eat only vegetables. Okay, so yeah. right or wrong is yeah. kind of what he's saying it. Yeah. And, I mean, the he, <laughs> the NLT says yeah. it. But these disputable matters, these matters of conscience, mm-hmm. um, let's just talk about a few of those. Right? Yeah, I think like, that'd be great. When it comes to, I'm going to do worship and then cultural. <laughs> sure. Um, first off, just worship styles. Um, 
you know, you know like where is it, is it black and white? And certainly we may fall into what we what we believe Scripture says, right, right? right? So like about baptism, we might we we might have three different opinions on exactly what the Bible says about right. baptism based on interpretation and and, and right. history and things. Um, but we're all a part of the same church. Yeah, really, like not just the Church of Eastridge, right. we're part of the global right. church. Mm-hmm. Um, but say, so for instance, you're you're a you're a dunker, right? A fully right. dunker, got to mm-hmm. be immersed. <laughs> I don't I don't mean that negatively, yeah, by the way. Dunker. I was just I was clarifying the dunker. <laughs> right. Yes, I believe in immersion. Yes, yes immersion. You, because the Greek, right? You would say the baptizo is right to go under the water, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to you, that's black and white, clear. Yeah, I, you know, I don't I don't judge other. I think every church has to decide what's important to them. I don't judge other churches that don't immerse. Right. I don't. And, and, and actually I had a conversation with a guy who's attending South about his, his heritage mm-hmm. and where he's at. So yeah, I, again, I've, a Christian church would say I've gotten soft on baptism, <laughs> but anyway, I, I don't know if I'm soft. I just, I just see it bigger than what I thought it was. Yeah. That's great. And yeah. do you have similar opinion there? Yeah, when it comes I mean, to baptism? yeah, I think it's uh, immersion is what I Practice and will practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that immersion gets you into heaven. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do not think that. Um, and so in that sense, it is a disputable matter mm. about how someone, you know, I think there are true believers. I know there are true believers in this world who have not been immersed. Mm-hmm. They were right. sprinkled or what, or whatever. Right. You know, there's yeah. just different different thoughts there. So Yeah, that's good. I, I, I love that we're, we're saying that because some people will say it's black and white. Yeah. And right. and we'll we'll die on that hill, and we're saying, man, maybe it is disputable. I mean, at least mm-hmm. for church that in the terms of church history, it's been disputable for a long time, yeah. anyway. Um, right. And I would hate to look at a group of believers, present or past, and go, yeah, they're not in there, right? Because mm-hmm. I want to say, yeah, I want to make sure everybody hears. We're not saying baptism is not important, right? Oh, Super gosh, important. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to be clear. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just the method um, is not as clear. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and the purpose, like some people think baptism saves, it doesn't, you know, just Jesus yeah. saves. Mm-hmm. That's good. And and maybe I should be clear too, that yeah. our doctrine, the East Ridge doctrine right. says that we, we believe in baptism by immersion. Correct. So I'm not trying to right. say, no, you're right. You know, that, that's what our East Ridge yeah. believes. That's what we stand on. Uh, it is a disputable matter Correct. with other churches and Correct. we should not, you know, probably break fellowship with other churches that's based what I'm on, saying. on that. That's yeah. exactly what yeah, I'm that's saying. That's good. Same with maybe like communion, right? Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. Um, and most churches do not take it every Sunday. Right. Right. And we've we made take a stand it every that, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Jesus yeah. never told us to take it every Sunday. Yeah. He just said, when you do it, when he you said, remember when me. You, and, yeah, and yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Right. You can interpret and, that a little bit differently yeah, how you interpret that's it. That's right. Yeah. Yes. He might be telling us to do it more often. Yeah. Right. As some often people, as some people think it's crazy to take it every Sunday because right. it loses meaning, maybe, right. or it could become whatever. And, but yeah, another one of these disputes. Now, is should we take communion? Should we honor the death of Christ and remember it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think that's disputable. Right. right. How right. often you do it and exactly how you do it, and is it real wine or is it, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's even the, anyway, we yeah. can get into but some disputable. of the deeper theology of it. But, right. parts of this but yes, yes. Yeah, and we don't right. break fellowship over that. He won't say break fellowship. We don't, right. we don't disassociate with other believers who believe that. We don't think yeah. less of them. We don't. Right judge them or condemn them, right? Right. We we leave it to interpretation. And and of course then just drums in the service, right? Drums versus hymns. Or how as people, if that's a thing. How people dress. <laughs> right. What, what what the music style is. Yeah. I love that we have a church, by the way, that um there's folks that show up to church on Sunday mornings with suits on. There's folks that show show up to church on Sunday mornings with cut off sleeves and hats on. Mm-hmm. And I love that. <laughs> I think that's awesome mm-hmm. because that is the fellowship of the church. And but yeah, that is a disputable matter that some might go, I'm not going to a church where people dress a certain way or this. Either way, like people might not go to a church because they dress up mm. or people might not go to a church because they don't dress up. Right. And it's just, that's the kind of stuff right. that where, like what you're talking about, Trey, I think they're so, the, the New Testament's actually very quiet on those, on those kinds right. of things mm-hmm. for a reason, right? And um, I think back to Romans 12, 1 and 2, where like our spiritual act of worship is, Offering our bodies as living sacrifices to God, mm-hmm. holy and pleasing to Him, right? And, and you know, and, and then He's very quiet about it. How exactly that might look in the songs that you sing, mm-hmm. or the way that you dress when you go to church, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like even our 
the scriptures we like, you like ESV, Kurt likes NIV. Mm-hmm. I like NLT, which mm-hmm. seems to be the weaker. <laughs> you know, people think that's the water. I mean, no, I mean, really yeah. just, and, and, yeah. but that, man, what churches will draw lines on that mm-hmm. about, inter- yeah. you know, which, which, what version of the Bible you use, just even Christians. It's yeah. crazy. The convictions we impose upon people mm-hmm. yep. and say that you've got to do it this way. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I think where we, I think we've, Made clear on our stance on right. some of the issues that we people didn't answer. Might should have. we have drums? <laughs> well, we know the answer to that. <laughs> I got a great story. Sure. Not. I got a great no. story on drums. I, I was a youth minister at First Christian in Johnson City, and I was the first person to bring drums into the the the, sur- the church building. How did that go for and, you? And uh, I remember the pastor Don. He's passed away, and and he got up, and he the people were there, and the drums were going, and he said. Hey guys, I don't really like that kind of music either. He said, but there's a hundred kids down there. And I thought, man, I just appreciated him getting my back on that. Mm-hmm. Cause I just knew that was the, that was the change we had to make. You know, I was a new yeah. guy, you know, in, anyway, just not, I'm tooting my own horn. I just appreciated him because I know he didn't like it, but he was willing to not make his personal conviction. Uh, yes. What the youth That's group a had to do. Great testimony. Yeah, yeah it is Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Yep. You might can been all the years in the youth ministry, you probably have stories like that too, I'm sure. Yeah, mine are probably just I did something stupid so, <laughs> yeah. that I wasn't supposed to do. But That's also true. <laughs> can we talk about some of those? <laughs> nah, Not that good. we condemn you or yeah, judge you or anything. Right. It's okay. Well, so those were like disputable matters as, as it relates to maybe style of worship and worship, um, uh, even the elements of worship. Right. Um, he goes on though, and he starts talking about uh, about not passing judgment, don't make up your mind or put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of another brother or sister. And this right. is the part I would like to yeah. to at least start there before we start talking about some of the more cultural um, yeah. things that we deal with today. Yeah. What, what would be our eating meat and vegetables mm-hmm. could possibly be, you know, things that, that maybe drinking alcohol or tattoos or, you know, smoking. smoking right. Yeah. What you want. Entertainment. Or, right. Yeah. yeah. Some of these things may vary church to church or uh, right. even believer to believer. So if they do vary, and if we have different views on them, because Scripture yeah. may not be black and white and clear, right. um, certainly there are things where there, there's clarity, right? Do not be drunk. With right, that. correct. Do right. not, uh, the, the, you were speaking of um, Romans uh, 13, even last week, the covetousness and, um, uh, I'm sorry, the... Uh, cor- Carousing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The carousing, drunkenness, sexual right. immorality, debauchery, yeah. dissension, jealousy. Like those are those are no's. Right. Those are right. hard Correct. no's. Yeah, let's not Correct. do that. Um, but somehow we can be okay with a little gossip, but we can say no to alcohol or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think um defining what a stumbling block is is I think we've got it wrong. Um a stumbling I, I say we, I just mean in the church. A stumbling block is if you put something in front of somebody that diminishes their faith. A stumbling block isn't something that is put in front of them and they they it diminishes your faith. That's judging. That and, and like you know, if you take an alcoholic and you prop him up at the bar, then you're being a stumbling right. block to him. Or you're just drinking around him. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah, or you're, or you're drinking, you're drinking yeah. around him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then then that that's a stumbling block. Yes. But if I saw someone who doesn't have a problem with drinking, drinking, and I judge them over a disputable matter, that's wrong. Mm, yeah. That's wrong. That's not that's yeah. not my job. Yeah. And that's that's where I refuse to be the judge. Yeah. That's God's that's God's yeah. job because the scriptures do not condemn drinking. Now and look, yeah. we, we got a huge recovery ministry at our church. And so there's tension here yeah. uh, with with that. But you know, the scriptures are clear. You read the scriptures in their entirety. Yeah. It's never condemned to drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we live in a culture where it's it's abused. We live in a culture with a lot of strong opinions. But I just want to be really clear. A stumbling block is what we put in front of someone that diminishes their faith or hinders, hurts their faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not when they see us doing something that they think less of us. That's when you are judging someone. That's right. And so uh, a lot of times. clarity. Yeah. I think so. Not having consideration yes. for your brothers. Right. Right. I think that's, yeah, that's really well put, Gary. And, um, yeah, I think about, you know, if you were to, um, if you were to have a friend that you won to Christ, right? Say they were, say they practice the Hindu religion and they don't eat beef. Right. Okay. And then you invited them over and you're like, Hey, I know you used to be Hindu. Now you're a Christian and we're going to have this big old beef brisket, um, just to make a point. 
they still may be struggling with that to go, I don't know. I've just never done that. I don't really feel comfortable eating that. And if you were to impose that on them right. and go, no, you have to now because you're a Christian. No, mm-hmm. you don't. You know what I mean? Like that may still just be a, I'm working through that. Or right. I'm st- you know, whatever. Right. That would be unkind. Exactly. That would be an unkind yes. thing to do to that person. Um, right. Or yeah, like a person who's trying to quit smoking and you're like, hey, come on over and you're going to smoke a big old cigar after dinner right, right in front of them. And exactly. you know, they're not going to do it. Yes. It's like, that's just mean, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> right. So yeah. we would, yeah, we would, any of those examples and i think we got to be really clear because we have for years said that someone's a stumbling block no they're not they're 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 they're, they've made a decision on a personal conviction that is different ours yeah and that's okay Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so we no one causes themselves to be i mean uh let's see I'm trying to make. I, I, I like the point. Someone, I want to make sure like, I'm clear about it. Though. Like I don't define what you're doing as the stumbling block. I think is right what you're saying. The stumbling right. block is I, would I be am the making a decision block. to do something against yeah, you. I would right. be bl- stumbling, making right. you stumble. Right yeah. in your faith. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Me looking at you and judging you on what you're doing. That's not that's stumbling yes. block. Not a stumbling block. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. Um, you know, you use the word consideration. Um, that yeah. I consider others. Yeah. And uh, I, I love when he gets to the. When, can we get to the scripture yeah, right ahead. here? Um, Verse 14, or we can start with 12. He says, yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. Let's stop condemning each other. Mm-hmm. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. That's, that's what he's saying, that we're not going to put something, we're not living live in such a way. And he says, I know and I am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it's wrong, then for that person, it is wrong, mm-hmm. just for that person. And he can't impose that upon everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. And if another person is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it, meaning yeah. that if you know this mm-hmm. is an issue. That's a key thing. Yeah, You're that, not that, acting in that, love. That love yeah. is what catapults it. That, yes. you know, am I acting in love in this situation? Mm-hmm. And you could even take a pan of brownies and someone is on a diet and you bring them over to the house and you set them there and I, we could, you know, I think we ought to tell them before they come, I've got brownies, or we just don't have them. Mm-hmm. If we knew that, that's just, like you said, it's just me. Yeah, and, right. and I know it seems so silly, but then he goes on to say, don't let eating your eating ruin someone whom Christ died for. Then you will not be criticized for something you believe good for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So I just think it's yeah. really clear that, you know, you know, Paul's making a statement that we don't place our personal convictions on other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's good. By the way, 1 Corinthians 8, who Paul also wrote 1 Corinthians, mm-hmm. and he says almost exact, it's almost exactly the same chapter as this chapter. In 1 Corinthians 8, he's specifically just kind of hitting on the idea of Maybe some people are struggling with food that they bought that they know was sacrificed to right. idols. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they're like, well, I'm not going to eat that. And others, and Paul's kind of making the argument, like, eat what you want. Like, right. we know those idols aren't gods. Yeah, they're not so real. So we can eat those, yeah. and it's fine. Yeah. But it's a, it's a struggle, and mm-hmm. they were dealing with it. He ends it in verse 13, 1 Corinthians 8, 13. He says, therefore, if what I eat causes my brother brother to fall into sin, that's what you're saying. Right. I'm, I'm putting a stumbling block there. Right. He says, I will I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause him to fall. Like Paul is making a stance there to go, mm-hmm. look, I believe that love for my brother and consideration of where they're at in their faith, that trumps my personal preference of mm-hmm. things. Right. Like mm-hmm. if I know I can eat whatever meat I want, that's fine. But if they feel like they can't do that or I can uh, drink what I want and that's fine. Like it's not sin to drink alcohol, but they firmly believe I shouldn't and they don't or whatever. Like I'm just not going to do that with mm-hmm. them because I'm going to uplift the peace with them, the edification of them, yeah. the consideration of them before my personal freedom yeah. and my personal yeah. conviction. Mm-hmm. I had, we had a growth group one time and the, it was house at this, uh, not at our house, another house. And, and they invited their neighbor where their neighbor brought wine mm-hmm. and they were, Hey, put that away. The pastor's here. It was so funny. It was so funny. And the neighbor called him out and he said, so it's okay for us to do this when he's, if not, he's when not the pastor's here. not here, but yeah. since he's here. And I thought, man, that That's is so perfect. good right there. I mean, yeah. just in that moment, like, and, and, you know, we, we I like it when here's what I, I like when people are themselves. Be authentic. Yeah. yeah. And I go yeah. to somebody's house and, they, and they're drinking. It doesn't bother me. Right. And and I don't judge anybody. And uh, you know, if that's your personal convention conviction, let it be your personal conviction. But use wisdom in it. Right. Whatever yeah. the issue is. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great word. Wisdom and communication. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. being willing to talk to each other about those things. Right. And um, I, I, look, I do not drink alcohol. I don't. 
that's just a personal conviction of I don't want to. I don't, I don't like right. it anyway. I never have, but um, I just don't want to. Here, okay. try this. Now, <laughs> no, <I'm good>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why, man. Yeah, we're going we're gonna go long in this conversation. Oh god. Um, but I just don't. But the same thing, right? I mean, I have been to many people's houses. People come to my house and right. brought wine, or go to their house. Right. They're gonna drink a, a glass of wine or a beer right. or something. Um, now, I don't have the conviction that that hurts my faith right. either, right? Mm-hmm. right? So I'm good with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to do that, that's fine. Um, I've also been around drunkenness where yes. then I have to excuse myself from that. Yes. Right. Go, right. No, I'm not going to be part of that. Part of that. That's, yeah, that's different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not imposing yeah. my mm-hmm. thoughts on that on anybody else. Yeah. We had, a, we had a good phrase here for a while um, just because we had some kind of unwritten staff policies that we, we would abide yeah. by. And I say unwritten. Some of them really were unwritten. Like, I think drinking was one of them that was kind of unwritten. But the but the the way in which we would say it is sometimes we lay down a liberty, like you have a liberty right. of freedom, right. Right. but we right. may lay that down for the benefit of of others, particularly yes. if it's someone who's struggling uh, in that regard. And so fourteen nineteen says, "Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace mm-hmm. and to mutual edification, right. and don't destroy the work of God for the sake of food." Right? Even right. though he's saying, even though none of it is unclean to me, like right. you have a liberty yeah. to eat and drink what you please. But be mindful, be wise, yeah. uh, something that's going to be mutual edify, edifying. So let's say you get in a situation where you don't know, though, all right? So let's right. say we have a, a believer who uh, came out of bad addiction problems, and we're at dinner with him or whatever, and you, you, know, you order a margarita with your taco or whatever. It would be incumbent on that believer. Maybe, maybe the, the, the older, wiser believer should ask, hey, you know, do you mind if I order a drink? Right. If we know it's some, yeah, I think it's weird a wise thing. thing to do. Maybe right, that's yeah. the maybe that's the most wise. But let's say you you don't think about it, you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's okay for the other believer if this is the the way in which we live in mutual edification that we have that kind of honesty and go, hey man, look, I used to struggle with alcohol. It it'd really be, it'd be best tough. if you if yeah. you didn't do that. It's gonna be hard for me. Now if you go, man, forget it. You got to get over it. Or hey, you are the one in sin. Yeah, your right? faith is weak. Yeah. It's right. not the Whatever. drink that made That's you sinful. Right. It's your attitude Absolutely. towards right. the, your brother is what yes. made it sinful. So for them to go, hey, a bartender, never mind, you know, yes. this not, not tonight, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Now, is that hypocrisy? No. I don't think It's so. caring for your brother who yeah. is letting you know, hey, yeah. that's not going to be good for me. Paul says that in verse 12 in 1 Corinthians 8. He says, you are sinning when you're hurting their conscience. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a yeah. sin to do that. Yeah. Cause I, and I actually wrote this down this morning because um, I was thinking about this, and I wrote down um, just a Christian principle I think we can all live by is that love, because this is all throughout New Testament, love is the greatest, right? Like right. We, we live by the law of love. But I wrote love is greater than, peace is greater than freedom, right? And it's just... So say we, again, we, peace is greater than freedom. Love is greater than peace is greater oh. than freedom. Okay. And so the idea being that love is where we always go, yeah, first right. and foremost. Now if, and and hopefully love and peace always just work together. But if there was a situation where I needed to love someone in a way that um, maybe peace wasn't possible, love still wins there. Okay. Like the love will right, always trump right. everything. But hopefully it's always love and peace, but that's greater than our freedom. And the idea being that mm-hmm. it's just what you're saying and what Paul's saying. Yeah, that question. My personal freedom and liberty, maybe you can put the L's on it. Love is greater than liberty, right? So I'm going to love my brother before I use my liberty and freedom to drink that margarita. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love them more than that. Right. Do I love him more than I love that margarita? That's right. kind of the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah that question yeah. along that, what does love require of me? Yes. What yes. does Good. love yes. require of yes. me in this moment? Mm-hmm. That's what you ought to ask in that yes. moment. What does it require of me? And it may, it, nothing may change. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I do love this part where Paul in verse 21, I love 21 and 22, um, he, where he says, it is better to not eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it may cause another believer to stumble. Yep. Same thing we've been saying. Mm-hmm. You may believe there's nothing wrong with what you're doing, but keep that between yourself and God just saying like, man, you know, you know, yeah. you just, that's between you and the Lord. You don't have to brag. And because and, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we, we just put ourselves in positions we don't, we don't really need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, whatever personal conviction that is. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I, I just think those two things in mind. Yeah, that's good. And that's hard probably for independent American right, freedom exactly. people, yes. right? Like we want to, yeah. we want to tout our freedoms. Right. We want to Instagram us with that. That's what I was getting know, at. Yeah. Fancy yeah. Look, at, yeah. look at what I can do. Yeah. Cause I right. have liberty and freedom right. in Christ. And it's like, yeah. yeah, but how many people now are you causing to stumble right. because of your, yeah. Yep. Selfish liberty. Yeah. So <laughs> right. those mm. lines are thin. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of them are super thin on what you can do. And you just, I think, you know, you asking those questions about, and, and let, like you, Kurt said, I think it's great that love triumphs, love mm-hmm. trumps yeah. everything else. Yeah. Well, let me, let me throw a, a grenade in here. Okay. I don't know how long we've been going, but this will be an interesting one. Um, 
certainly we don't believe uh, coming off of Romans 13 we obey the law mm-hmm. we we submit ourselves to the law we how do we do submit we intentionally subordinate, subordinate ourselves ourselves yes. to the law and so yeah. if there's a law that says you know we can't smoke weed then we can't smoke weed if the law were to change now we got a a a, a civil liberty i mean does that match with our spiritual liberties and freedoms you know, now all of a sudden, because that's going to be a big question for the church, I believe. Uh, it's soon. coming. It's coming. Yeah. And I don't, Eastridge, I mean the church. Like right. The church is going to have to right. deal with this. Well, well if this alcohol is now, was that issue years ago. Right. Correct. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. And so now we have this thing that is, you know, whatever, potentially natural and a, a, a freedom, civil freedom that people have to use. Um, then what? Like, we have to ask. The same questions you were asking a minute ago is it yeah, what think, shows love what's wise you know, what does love require what is wise um is it you know i i that is coming mm-hmm. and i don't have a strong answer on it except for what we have said so far and i you know we've actually discussed it a little bit last year like maybe yeah. maybe it was a year and a half ago we discussed yeah. it because knowing this was coming trying to be ahead of it um but just i think we really landed on is this, this the wise choice mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then we could actually throw in here, what does love require of me here? I, you know, but I, the question is, is it a sin to smoke pot? I, you know, and that, that I'm not going to put myself in a corner right here, you know, cause everyone wants me to answer it. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I think we will come to a consensus as leaders of the church of what we believe here and, yeah. and, and decide, is that a personal conviction or is it something stronger? I, yeah. I think, um, the way Paul ends that section, um, the man who has doubts is condemned if he eats, because he's eating. What he's eating is not from faith. And he says, "Everything that does not come from faith is sin." Mm. That's a great, again, another great Christian principle to pull mm-hmm. out of this whole idea is that. And I think what he means when he says everything that does not come from faith is sin is what you were reading a minute ago, Trey, with um, verses five through eight, mm-hmm. that we live to the Lord, we die to the Lord, we right. eat to the Lord, we drink to the Lord, we smoke pot to the Lord. Uh, can right. we? Right. I don't know. Right. You know, I, I'm right. just saying, I think that's where we go. Right. We have to measure it that way. Yeah. I'm not saying you couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's medicinal quality and right. there's all that right. kind of stuff. Exactly. So that's it's a complicated. Whole way more complicated. Yes. It is. Absolutely. I just think it has to be, as Christians, we have to be thoughtful people. Yeah. Right. Thoughtful about everything that we do. And if it doesn't come from faith, it's sin. I think, again, just to go, man, I need to submit everything to the Lord, everything I do. Because right. mm-hmm. I can eat normal food in sin. Not to the Lord. Right. If I'm not thankful and if I'm gluttonous, you know, yeah. whatever. So. You, I mean, ask God to bless that Swiss cake roll before you <laughs> yeah. eat it. Did that yeah. did that do anything yeah, yeah, just yeah. then? Or you, it's not going to make it healthy, but at least you're thankful for it. So. Right. <laughs> and maybe one's okay, but if you're eating 12 yeah. Swiss cake rolls, yeah. now all of a sudden is that like... Because there's, we, there's all I've sorts had, of I've had legal those things. <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts of legal Let's things we do. the line. And I repented after That's I stepped right. on the scale yeah. the next day. Yeah. There's all sorts of legal things we do that... Are not necessarily good things to do. Paul right. says in First Corinthians, you know, everything is permissible, not everything's beneficial. beneficial. Yeah, that's good, right? And so again, it's it's just wisdom. Um, I think whoever wrote Hebrews, whoever that was, in Hebrews twelve, where he's talking about throwing off sin, and then he, and everything that hinders, or, right. or throw off everything that hinders and sin that so easily. So it's like there's two categories: there's sinful things, explicitly black and white right. sin. And there's things that just aren't good, right? Things that I just shouldn't be doing, right? You know, um, not that they're uh, legally or morally wrong, not necessarily, but that but they can you, they can hinder, they hinder, right? And then he says, throw them off and run with perseverance the race. Right. So it's like I heard, I think it was John Piper asked this question one time. It's not the question, is it sinful or not sinful necessarily? The question is, does it help me run to Jesus? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, I probably shouldn't do it, you know. And I and I need to wrestle with that in my own conscience and mind and heart, mm-hmm. right? So. But I can't place that conviction and I on don't, everybody exactly. else. That's, that's where that's it is. me. Yeah. That's me asking that question for me. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I want to bring up our, our recovery ministry real fast. Good. Um, the leaders in our recovery ministry, they their issue may not be alcohol or drugs, but mm-hmm. they all, if they're a leader in that ministry, they all make a decision that they are going to abstain. They submit to that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I think, you yeah. know, this is a great example of them saying, hey, because I don't want to be a stumbling block to anybody. Mm-hmm. And so my, my issue may be anxiety and I'm a leader, but I'm not going to do these, yeah. uh, these other things. And, yeah. and so I think it's a great example, but, but 
they don't impose that upon anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, yeah. that's, that's what it is to be part of that. Yeah. I th- so I, I think it's a great example. And, and listen, there's certainly tensions there uh, with, with whenever you're talking about uh, personal convictions and submitting your freedom, there's always going to be tensions that you have to work through. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just feel like we ought to throw that out. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Because uh, we have talked all around the subject, and for us to not mention that we have a program that deals specifically with yes. these issues yes. that we know are are traps and hindrances and yeah. um, that might be morally okay, but then can turn into something much worse. Um, yeah, and thank they you, meet thank you Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. And it is a great ministry. If you struggle yeah. with some sort of hurt, habit, or hang-up, Thursday night at 7 o'clock, um, you will find hope there. And mm-hmm. I mentioned that last Sunday at church too about CR, and because when you come, you're going to find a group of people who I think Romans 14 is all about not judging one another. What you find at CR mm-hmm. is you're going to find a bunch of people that don't judge one right, another, right. and people who are going, yeah. "Hey, me too. I've struggled with something, you know." And so let's let's walk together, right. following the Lord, and learn how to how to do that mutual edification, mm-hmm. which it's beautiful. So. Yeah. That's really good. I think we're getting to the to the end of this then. And I, I want to say, too, one point we didn't bring out is this letter is written to Christians in the church, um, and these uh, mutual edifications are from believer to believer. This isn't a stumbling block to non-believers. Correct. Uh, these right. were instructions for believers. So the implication is Paul saying, hey, I understand this is going to be a problem. It's going to be difficult for Christians to live in this kind of unity, but we have to fight for it. Yeah. And we have to give up liberties when when we have to, yeah. uh, when we need to, when yeah. it's the wise thing to do in order for there to be greater unity. Right. And so that with our worship styles, with other churches and other believers, that with what we um, deem to eat and drink and entertainment, yeah. like those all need to be factors, yeah. but from believer to believer. Now, do we need to keep our witness um strong and show the love of Christ to everyone, man, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope those things that we do are not stumbling blocks when we're not with, um, when we're out in, in the world and eating and drinking and wherever we're at, that we aren't hurting our witness, but right. that's not exactly yeah. what he's talking about in this well, message. There are plenty of other passages where he does. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think, man, I think just thinking about the unbeliever here is helpful because, too, it is about mutual edification to the church, but also... If we're imposing upon unbelievers our opinions about these disputable matters, if someone's trying to come to faith and we're going, okay, and if you do, here's what you need to know. You can't smoke anymore tomorrow. Like if you smoke right. tomorrow, yep. you're, you know what I mean? That That's not helpful. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, again, Romans 1 through 8 is Paul's attempt to go, look, has no, I haven't even talked about that junk yet. Forget yeah. about that stuff. Right, right. We'll get there to those conversations. Yeah. Are you following Jesus? Yeah. Right. Do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. That's everyone who calls the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Right. You know, not everyone who calls the name of the Lord Jesus and stops drinking right. will be saved. Well, uh, you, you made a post uh, a couple years ago, maybe even this past year, about the Super Bowl. We get all fired up. Christians get all fired up about the Super Bowl halftime show yeah. and the commercials and how yeah, raunchy right. everything is. And we go— While watching it, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah. Besides that point, yeah. it was the whole, like, why do we expect the world to act like <laughs> yeah. moral Christians? Right. Yeah, it's crazy. That's right? like, not it's the— crazy. Don't, don't lay that on them. Yeah, like the let's push the cart the about two miles down the road and keep the horse back here. That's right. basically what we're doing. Yeah. yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. That so good. Yeah. Anyway, the, the whole my whole point in bringing up that last part about this is not uh, in how we act around non-believers is yeah what what does Christ say that the world will recognize us by yeah our love our yeah. unity yeah. Our, right. our unity together he's I think Paul's saying Christians be united in 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 this mm-hmm. don't hold don't judge and condemn each other that's how the world will know yeah. that you love me not because you follow all these great rules and they're right. going to go wow those rules sound great cuz yeah. they're not going to think right. those rules yeah. sound great None of us yeah. at first thought those rules right. sounded great. I'll give an example of this, too. So I, I just heard this story many years ago, and I thought it was amazing. It's, an, it's a great example of the church being the church. Um, there was a lady who had become a Christian. I saw this on it was some um, Christian, um, uh, like Right Now Media or something. It was like a mm-hmm. testimony she was given. This lady had become a Christian who used to be a prostitute and a stripper, okay? Mm-hmm. She And she become a Christian. Now, she had a ministry where she was going to strip clubs and winning people to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it, like just to think about this in terms of how we live as people in the church, it would be so easy for people to look at her and go, oh, you're still going and being part of that world. You're mm-hmm. still going into strip. You're still doing that. You shouldn't do that. You're a Christian now. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't do that right? <laughs> ever. Yeah. That's a terrible idea for me and most 99% of people. Mm-hmm. But for that woman, 
what a, like she was able to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me to impose a, a that thought on her would be crazy because she actually has an opportunity to go have a ministry mm-hmm. in a place where most people can't. Yeah. Right. And so just thinking in those terms of man, like that's why the church is beautiful mm-hmm. because Jesus wins people from everywhere. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's, that's why I say if you've got a personal conviction and you're passionate about it, be passionate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be be as passionate as the Lord has called you to be. Yeah. Because we're all passionate. Three, yeah. We're passionate about different stuff yeah. and be passionate about it, but don't impose your passion. Right on somebody else and think less of them because they're not passionate like you are about that one thing. Because there's certainly a million things that I'm not passionate about that people could judge me for. Mm, That's cute. I mean, that's great. And I think one way that that helps us is if we are in accountability. Like if you're in a growth group or you're in a ministry team or you have accountability around you, someone can say to you, hey man, whoa, pump the brakes. Yeah. Right. Because you're 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 imposing something on me. And the brothers should be able to work that out. Right. right? Like, oh man, maybe I was. But Mm -hmm. maybe I see this as black and white. Can we at least talk about that? Right. right. And if you have brotherhood and unity, you should be able to talk about that. Right. Right. And and encouragement would be too like whatever our whatever my personal conviction is, I hope that I can at least articulate why I have that from God's word. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all I would ask from a brother would be like, if you got a conviction that I don't hold Let's talk about it from the Word of God because that's our source of authority here. And yep. I want to know how can we have that conversation based on what God actually says. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's helpful to us all the time. I think about the Bereans in the book of Acts where they just dug into the Word to see what was really true, and then they're able to live their lives based on that. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, because there's going to be disputable matters, and usually a, a lot of times there, it's it's based on things in the Word that aren't the black and white things. Right. And then we can go, okay, yeah, we can have unity there. So That's good, y'all. Great conversation today yep. about disputable matters, about weak and strong, about obstacles and being being the obstacle. Um, <laughs> yeah. But in all of it, man, we know uh, unity in Christ, yeah. unity with our brothers and sisters, laying our liberties down when we need to, right. uh, being wise. I just want to thank you guys for the conversation today. It's been yep, really it's good. good, helpful for me. Yeah, for sure. um, so. Uh, I hope it's been helpful for you. Uh, make sure you can always go back to, or make sure to always go back to eastridge.church slash Romans. You can catch up on all the other sermons and podcasts and all the discussion questions. I encourage you to use those with your small group and with your family. And we got a couple more, a couple more weeks in Romans, and then uh, then we'll be calling it a wrap and heading on to the next thing. So, so we're all going to get tattoos now. So. I, yep, let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. That's it. Thanks, See y'all guys. next week. See y'all. See y'all. See y'all.